0: The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. Right, Perth of the podcast, quick, very, very quick, rapid reaction uh, episode. It's me, Kalicha Sono. I've got Josh Chayat to the left of me. And we were joined by two coaches to make sure that now we've got three B-licensed um, qualified coaches here. We've got Luke Thompson and we've also got Nick Carter. We'll start with you, Josh. Uh, the game's finished. Sterling Macedonia won Perth Glory one. Could you tell which team had 10
1: players? I think you could tell which team had 10 players, but... The way that Earth Glory defended is something that you almost couldn't have conceived based on the games that we saw them play last year. I mean, there must have been over, I need to ask Tommy Dolman here because he's the man that keeps the stats in his head, but there could well have been over 100 goals
2: uh,
1: <laughs> for and against in their games last year. And they really knuckled down and defended well. And I think that on the balance of things, the 1-1 draw that we just saw was fair. And obviously, you've got to give uh, Glory the, the win on points in, in boxing terms because to Doing it all with 10 men for about 60 minutes and losing their goalkeeper you had um uh, 16 i think 16 or 17 year old goalkeeper jim collins who made a couple of fantastic saves as well and uh, uh only conceded the one it was an own goal like LeBib, so very very impressive from John Watson's side
0: I'll go straight to you Nick
2: could you tell that there were 10 players on the pitch for the Glory no definitely not uh, I think uh, Glory were, were very good um, on in both halves I think to be fair Sterling's keeper Liam Price I think his name is he's kept him in it I think Sterling will be very disappointed with their, with the way they played Glory completely outplayed him in my opinion uh, Sam Bar- Barry he came on and completely changed the game for him, uh, had a few chances. In all honesty, if I was a Sterling player, I'd be very disappointed right now.
0: We'll, we'll go to we'll go to you now Luke but just give us your overall thoughts and assessments on the game glory did go down to ten to ten players I want to say halfway through the, the first half and um, Sterling did pretty much score straight away after that I remember you saying that's probably the last thing that you want after you go down to ten players so give us your, your overall assessment on the match
3: yeah I think um, a lot of credit's got to go to John and Steve Walmsley. I think they was even though they went down to ten men they still had a left people up high, they were still brave on the ball looking to try and get forward and attack and they still created a lot of opportunities even though they had 10 men. Um, It probably wasn't until Glory scored that I thought Sterling even sort of even came alive a little bit and that was only the last 10-15 minutes and then they started moving the ball from left to right, trying to shift the Glory around and they did create a few chances and that's when the young Glory keeper made a couple of saves and both teams had opportunities to win it at the end. A few bars, a few crossbars, posts, so so yeah, the game only came alive really once uh, once Glory equalised him. And I think credit's really got to go to um, John and Steve and their team and the way they organise them to keep them going, even with ten men.
1: And you've got to think about the context as well. So you look at last week and Glory had a lot of the ball, but they were a bit of a butter knife against uh, against uh, Fremantle City last week. They were pretty blunt. They didn't create a lot of chances for all of the Doms they had. And you look at last week they had Jacob Muir in the side. Uh, Josh Rawlins was uh, on the bench. Um, I think Adams and Marino is not here this week. So you had your you had your um, literally your A-League players in the side last week and, you know, I don't think even arguably, I think genuinely the performance today, particularly against Sterling, who we're expecting to be top three, top four, there or thereabouts. Uh, again, this season, after a couple of strong years in the MPL, top four cup winners last year. Uh, very impressive. You look at some of the young players, Hayman Ryan, uh number one fan down at Maccabi. He, all, he, he had a couple of great moments off the bench. He's mostly played in the reserves. Uh, and, and he could have won it if the ball had fallen to him a, a little bit easier. Towards the end, it just uh, took a bit of a ricochet in the box. He wasn't able to get his foot onto it. But yeah, very, very impressive from the whole side. You, you alluded
0: to them making amends from last week, and John spoke about last week how he wanted his side this year to have a little bit more control. And he did change the shape a little bit in that second half to, to play with that three right from the back. And you could see that they were so much more composed. They wanted the ball a whole lot more, and they did a really good job. From a Sterling perspective, Nick they've gone out there and they've tried to their issue last year was goals they've brought in big Karen Brown he got double digit goals last last year I think he's already been in the goals so far in the preseason. he only had one real chance today um, what did you make of his performance or the team shape because it looked like it looked like it was just hard slogging out there for him mate
2: yeah definitely I think he was personally isolated I, I, I have heard that he might have a minor injury that he's playing with uh, if that's true I'm not sure why he is playing but he was very isolated I've, I've tried to count in the first half I, I'm pretty sure he only had like three or four touches and that was that was Jules in the air uh, he's just very isolated up there I think he needs a, a good player behind him or alongside him you could see Calvin Whitney get on try and get on the ball and create space a lot um, and you know he's going to run things in the midfield this year there's no doubt about that but Burn needs some assistance there because after today he's he's just going to be frustrated and isolated all year if that's going to happen
0: Look obviously, Luke, you're in the middle of your preseason right now in I think priesting can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, depending on what the team is and whoever's is available. But from that from that Sterling perspective, what did you notice about them that they could potentially work on a little bit more? They do play a, a very rigid, very organized style. They like to counter punch, punch you in the face, and they almost play for these moments where Calvin Whitney tends to pull something out of his ass, or, or um, Alex Tanevsky or someone pulls something and they just sit back and counter. What did, what did you make of them for, for, for this game in terms of things that they could improve on or things that they did
3: very well? I'm not sure about tactically if they'll be that unimp- unimpressed. It was more intensity. Would, everything was just felt so... It is a hot day. Yeah, it is very hot. That obviously has a large part to do with it, but it was just everything was a little bit slow, taking their time, a few extra touches. And as I said, the last that was only to the last 20 minutes that they really start shifting the ball. And that's when they created their chances. And I think maybe once they went, went down to 10 men, uh, they thought it might just be a little bit easier for them. foot you know, psychologically took the foot off the gas a bit. I only I only only, only they'll know. But just from looking on, it just felt that, yeah, the intensity was just really low from them.
0: And Josh, obviously, they are missing a few players. Um, Giles Davies didn't play today. Danny Douglas looked absolutely unreal um, in, the, in the in the midfield there. Um, what, what did you make of Sterling's performance? It's our first time seeing them. It's three games into the preseason as well.
1: Well, I I thought they looked pretty good in the first half. They seemed to have... quite a lot of control of the game and so the second half you know as it as it wore on your glory came into a bit more I guess not getting that second goal they did have the chance with Asher Nelson uh, hitting the base of the post and if that went in 2-0 you know it's pretty much done not getting that second goal maybe they start to commit a little bit more than they, they should with uh, with the 11 against 10 and they left holes in behind the glory team you know they have pace running through there even Andriano Labib the big centre-back, 17-year-old centre-back. You know, he, he's sprinted past four, four players who almost looked like uh, the South Korean centre-back the other day, Kim Min-jae, the way he carries the ball. So he's going to be one to watch this year. In, in terms of ceiling, I think Giles Davies was obviously one that they did miss. I uh, from what he gives them, he's a great carrier of the ball in midfield and you can't pass the ball around when you're against teams like that, particularly when they're defending. Players that can carry the ball, run at you, take on players, they're very valuable players to have on your side. So I think they missed a bit of that dynamism that Giles Davies gives them in the midfield, a bit of that, that, that body and that physicality. You know what, else they missed in terms of giving that intensity,
0: loud and in charge Fergie's Fergie, he's got the mask on, but I can imagine that if he didn't have the mask, he'd be screaming and yelling instructions and things might be a little bit better. Um, again, from, from from your perspective, we'll go, back to, um, we'll go back to...
2: Jesus Christ, I almost forgot your name there. Oh, thanks, Kalitjili. It is Nick. But, yeah, you also <laughs> forgot I was an A licence coach, but that's OK. Oh, mate.
0: I'm sorry. No, Josh was... told me that you were a B licence coach. No, no, eight so hours off Friday, just it's, gone. It's just gone. OK, <laughs> just cool. Gone. cool. Well, congratulations <laughs> Thanks, again, mate. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> um, that's a round of applause from Josh Chayette. <laughs> Cheers, Josh. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to say, what did you see from the glory that was that was impressive or that you thought kind of caught your eye today? Well you've got to remember is... I love the fact that they got really dirty and they got a yeah. few yellow cards. We, we have a thing called the naughtiest team, and yeah. uh, Josh picks glory every year, and I think I might be joining Josh this year to pick the glory as well. To so be
2: we honest, I, I didn't think it was a red card. I did not think it was a red card at all. But, Tell me more. Uh, but that being said, you've got to remember, they've lost a lot of senior players from their last year's team so this year the 20s players which will be the 18s have moved up to the first team and the winners playing under Ivan um, and playing under Will the winners they won everything last year so coming into this team they know what it's like to win and I think that's where they got it. they've got they got to get going really just with aggressiveness but they know what they're doing on the pitch you could see that in there I think the out the outrun them all game I think the fitness levels were better and they just wanted it more obviously Sterling were quite physical um, but I just think glory on the day was a better team
1: why did you think it wasn't a red card
2: because we thought it was dog zone but so I, I believe I thought it. thought it was reckless as well I thought it was a football action two players going for the ball both players did not take their eyes off the ball now I'm not a referee I understand but both players did not Sorry, take he's
0: basically saying I don't know the rules the laws of the game
1: I, but from where I'm <laughs> playing, this is, what I, is that what you're telling and, me? and it was outside the area I, so there's no double jeopardy
2: I just think that both players were, had eyes on the ball and it was just a football in action well, that caused it
1: based on what's in your mind
2: Nick. well it's based on what the refs saw and there's a well no we won't go into that i am coaching i don't want to get any touchline bans already well so, i just believe he so, wasn't right
1: so basically what's happened if, if i can paint a picture so it's a long ball's gone through um the, was it tenevsky the uh still the, yeah, the, the struck yeah so tenevsky is going to get on the end of it basically it's one of those where the long ball he can get a touch and he can just knock it over the keeper it is a difficult finish right but it's still to me an obvious goal score opportunity he's got the touch before the keeper the keeper and it's just outside the area so you 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 don't need to worry about that. Is it a yellow or red if it's a penalty? Um, The keeper's gone to kick the ball. And he has absolutely laughed at Did
2: did Savesky not try to kick the head ball or head the ball as well at the same time? But
1: Terevsky got the ball. So if, if he doesn't get I, fouled the ball's gonna go in. I well you Because the, the foul you know, is the, referees,
2: the, the referees make decisions obviously in a split second. So no you know, no qualms about that. I just think looking from it I wouldn't have personally given it as a red. There was a few people around me who also agreed the same thing. So what, what did Kenny like <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, what did Kylian do? Uh, it wasn't a red. <laughs> oh, God.
1: No. Oh, why, why would he say that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> of course. Uh, neither did Will Cruz or Lee Taylor as well. So. And none of them are referees. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just want to put but that But we we're coaches. Here. We know better than a referee. Remember oh, that. I
0: just want to put that out there. Well, look, the next game is about to get started and I've got to go shopping with my dad. So, uh, Nick, anything you want to add or say
2: to the good people listening in podcast land? Uh, just look after yourself, people. Make sure you keep listening to the best podcast in WA. And thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it and
0: Tommy you've got a hot day tomorrow as well football early early in the morning anything you want to say to the people or
3: to your players who might be listening yeah they better do some recovery after <laughs> after the game now and then uh, also yeah thanks for having me and uh, everyone get down and support them for their uh, quiz night coming up I'm, I know that's uh, a big uh, chance for uh, to, to keep the pod running and and I think you guys do a wonderful job bringing exposure to the game, so really do appreciate it.
0: It's almost like we've asked them to do the plug, and we actually didn't. That's just great. greatness as a company man right there. Josh, anything you want to add?
1: Uh, look, I know, just to plug the quiz again, I know everybody's very excited from it. Uh, some sensational football questions, one you've never even thought of in your life in your life are coming up. So make sure you get down there because you're going to learn some really, really interesting stuff from us.
0: We're going to have quiz questions like uh, which individual told Sean Freight to shut up the podcast wanker? That's going to be a quality question. So if you know who said that, you might know who said that, Uh, Tomo. Um, We've also got some actual football questions that are in there. But that is it from me. Be careful and be kind. Look after yourselves and speak to you all soon.